Nachiketa was granted three boons and the third boon which he encashed was in this way. Yeyam prete vichiketsa manushe that when a person dies here in this world, what we find, there is a doubt, vichiketsa. What is that doubt? Asti iti eke, na ayam asti iti eke. Some people feel and they say that even after the death, he is there. Some say nothing is there. That means after death also something survives. So is there anything there or not? This is a doubt. Now, this question is very old and even now also it really fascinates people and they are all the time wanting to know. Some views are there. Some say that there was nothing earlier and nothing will be there afterwards. This body is here and when the body dies, nothing remains. Now what happens to the body, everybody knows. It gets disintegrated. But this kind of view is really not a very tenable. Because nothing there before, then something has come and something is there after nothing remains. It is strange. And what you find, even when the body dies, when it disintegrated, in one form or the other, something remains there. But the question is, is this body alone is a person? All our experience will show that even the body is there, but you cannot transact any business only with the body. Even somebody is sleeping. The body is there. Who transacts business? So there is something, someone other than the body that is proved here in, in this our waking state. So there is some experiencer. The body itself is not that, but there is an experiencer, and that one is only conducting this uh, business of knowing, doing, that is very, very prude. Now, as far as Nachiketa is concerned, we know that he already had this faith that there is the existence of an individual soul after this body and that goes through different bodies or different worlds to experience the results. So actually he cannot have this doubt whether after this body something is there or not. He is directly there present 
in the world of Yamaloka. So even our experience and this what we are studying from this also, it is clear that other than the physical body, there is some subtle entity and which we call as a mind and intellect. Mind intellect is very, very subtle. And there is also a sense of individuality. The body itself doesn't say, I am this. Someone is there, some entity which identifies with the body and says, I am this. So the body is there, but the other is called mind, intellect. And the third entity which identifies with this is called the ego, hankara, jiva. These are different names that are given. About that also, to great extent we can have knowledge. But when this question is asked, am prete vishikitsa, so about whose existence the doubt is there? Definitely not of the body? And cannot be of the mind intellect also? Because now the field of psychology also is expanding even from the medical or other standpoints. And also now they have got uh, many people describing their what are called near-death experiences, parapsychology and all that, all that is there. What we find about the existence of mind, which is something different and other and independent of the, even the physical body is also understood. So what is the question then? When the, the question is asked, in a very, very simple way it is asked now, and we immediately feel that only when the physical body is dead, what remains there? But the body is there, then there is a subtle body which is called that Manobuddhi Ahankar Rupa, and that only goes to different worlds to experience the results because the one who is the doer of an action only will be the experiencer of its results. And there cannot be an effect without a cause. If you do not accept earlier thing, then how this present thing has come? And in present life, so many karmas are performed and if there is nothing afterwards, then it will be a fallacy. That cause is there, but there is no effect. So, the, about the existence of mind and intellect, also there cannot be a doubt. This takes us a little further. Even when, when this mind, intellect, and this ego called Ahamburti, Different names are given to that. There's individual being. Even when that is not there, even that also is completely gone. Is there anything then there? 
This is what is important. Not only after these physical bodies, death we are talking about, but even after the death, disappearance of the mind, intellect, ego, all these subtle thoughts, even when they are also gone, is there anything there? And that something cannot be known by us. Somebody says, if there is a doubt, why not you come together, all philosophers, thinkers come together and discuss and have a conference and debate. So many debates have already been held. The point is, we can have all debates only about something which we are directly experiencing. And if you are experiencing no need of debate also much. The only means of knowledge which we have with us is called direct perception, pratyaksha praman it is called, our sense organs. The eyes, ear, nose, skin and tongue, when they come in contact with the world of objects called sound, color, taste, touch, form, we can know them. And on the basis of this perception, through intelligent thinking, we can draw certain inferences also. But inference also is always based on perception. Now see the question, when the body is not there and the mind, the senses are also not there, then is there something or not? How will we know? That cannot be known through our means of knowledge which are available to us. Because we have only organs, sense organs and even many, many what you call the the equipment and apparatus like a telescope, microscopes and spectroscope and all that what we may use, but they are useful only first of all we have sense organs. So actually speaking only these senses are that what we have. We may be able to see through telescope something which is very far off or through microscope very very subtle thing. But what is there when the senses, mind, intellect, aham, buddhi also gone? Anything remains or not? So the doubt is such, it cannot be resolved by our own perception or intellection. Our logic and our rational thinking. And that's why it is said, when something cannot be known through this protection anumana, there the pramana, what is called the Vedanta, the Shruti, Upanishad is a pramana there. It's called Agam Pramana or Veda Pramana, Shruti Pramana, the scripture that comes into being and plays its role. And even the Shruti, Upanishad Pramana, also Shabda Rupa, and therefore only when it is 
its truth is revealed by a person of realization then only this knowledge can be gained that's why it is a shraddha is that which you have for the shruti pramana also guru because shruti is pramana but the guru reveals the truth of it why nachiketa is asking yamraj he said it is something which we cannot know and about that there is a doubt now here something interesting the very doubt is there that indicates there has to be something because with the object which we see directly in front of us about that we don't have any doubt whether it is there or not so about an existent object like this watch now there is no doubt whether it is there or not and something which is totally non existent about that also we don't have any doubt or question i am afraid of asking a question whether i have two horns on my head or not once by mistake i asked someone i why i don't know why i am repeating it i asked someone do you see my horns that man said not yet what is strange but my question itself was unnecessary so about something totally non existent there cannot be doubt and there cannot be debate and something very existent there also there is no doubt but this goes on so what is said here that this knowledge is something which na pratyakshena naapi va anumanena nirnay vidnyanam the vidnyanam direct knowledge is not possible by this only shruti pramana is there so vedanta nama upanishad pramanam and where is the validity and need of vedanta there where something cannot be known through our means of knowledge because fire is hot for that we don't need veda pramana or vedanta pramana because we can touch it and we can know it even to go to the moon also to land on the moon we don't need vedanta upanishad now someone may say okay there is a doubt so there has to be something because just like that people cannot go on go on asking you know from time immemorial but as i say the million dollar question is but why are you bothered to know about that you are very clear here what it is there and just live your life in this huh even if it is there or not there why you should be so much concerned about it that is a very uh, what do you call uh, pertinent question here bhagwan shankaracharya beautifully answers that why we have to know this because etad vidnyana adhino hi parah purushartha ityatah etad vidyam vijaniyam aham anushishto jnapitastvaya 
Why we have to gain this knowledge? Because the achievement, the attainment of our supreme goal of our human life depends on this knowledge only. Then only there is fulfillment. Because the answer to this question and to, to know what the truth is, there is a fulfillment. Therefore, we have to know it. Now, let us see. Now, this for some time we just leave it here. Only when we think that we are the body, suppose, and then we just see this world and what they eat, drink, and be married, this type of thing, huh? and then we are born and then we die. Is that that's all that our life is human life? What is different between the mosquitoes and bed bugs and then insects and our they are also born, they just play for some time and die. And we are what called the roof and crown of creation, human being and all that. So we, just, we are just born and we have to die. Finish. Think. Marjao. But we don't want to die also. We want to know also what happens there, what was there before, what is there after and everything we want to know. Why are you bothered about it then? And people want to contact you with the dead people. Somebody asked Bhagavan Raman Maharshi, can we contact dead people? Huh? He says, you never know who were there earlier in, before this life, isn't it? So you never wanted to know who were there earlier. You don't want to contact them. And why this? So they don't want to contact the dead people. But why this thought is there? Because we cannot accept death as the end of everything. See? That we are just born and die, so therefore there is nothing, just finished now, why, why are bothered? Now, if I say, no, 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 that is not the purpose of my just life, but I must learn, I must earn, I must enjoy and create the whole, my properties, you know, landed properties, mobile, immobile and all kinds of properties. You know, and have the money, power, position, status, very good. And then build my own empire from the Pauranic style. So many, so many people tried that also. Then our history also we know that so many tried, and how many, many, many kings and em emperors came and all that and built. And now what is there? Even their names are also not there. Or there are big, big empires and all that is only in ruins. Only cockroaches are there. We don't have to go even the history also. In the present time also you see, or the prosperous nations and all that, this we do not know what that coronavirus is, but the whole world has come to stand still. Where is all the, the progress, development, everything that is there. So we build all that and then finish. What is the aim? You say, no, no, it's not only just to born and to die, 
But to create all these things, yes, you created. Then what happened? Now, in the Vedic period, they were not satisfied with all the worldly prosperity. They wanted to go to heavens also. Even now also people are there, not only at that time. But the problem with heaven is, generally you can't go there unless you die. And you don't want to die, but you want to go to heaven. Only person like Nachiketa or Arjuna and all that, very this because when the, the Lord himself uh, permitted the wait, otherwise nobody can go. In the same body to go and come back. Point is, we have got that great, you know, that uh, I am a great doer and achiever and all that and self-made man. Then what? Even if somebody has achieved something with right and fair means, that also just ends. Even if you go there, Swargaloka, Amrutattvam, Bhajante, but how long? Only as long as the Punya is there, from there also they come back. Come back. That's why the Nachiketa says that even if somebody goes there, if the result is only end. So uh, why, why so much struggle then? Continuously everything changing, perishing, dying and all that. But just think that all that what we are seeing and experiencing is completely bound by time, space, causations. And if there is some truth, now I am saying only if, when you uh, come to study the Vedanta and come to know that there is truth even beyond all this, then that truth will be infinity or not. Because it is beyond, beyond all that what we perceive and experience in the framework of time, space, objects, cause-effect relationship. That will be the infinite truth. Now only we just take it for granted it is there. Uh, it will be revealed. Now that truth if it is there and that is infinite beyond all these things and more important and that is my true nature. Then suddenly what will be the, the realization? Because now as long as I think of myself to be only physical body, I remain limited here in this physical world. If I think I am the mind, intellect, ego, then I even greater than the physical body, but still only limited only. And even if I am able to achieve celestial bodies and live in the celestial world, still there is only limitations. But something which is even beyond that, that will not be a finite thing. And that infinite cannot be two infinities. And that infinity is me, myself. This is called Vidnyanam. And then what happens? 
that we call Param Purusharth. Because that doesn't come to an end or anything limitless and that infinite limitless being I am. Realizing that, abiding in it, and then you play with the whole world as it is. Otherwise, we are constantly only under stress. Constantly only worrying. Everybody is worrying for one thing or the other. The person says, all the sacred and then have to drop everything. Yeah. And the person wants to carry that. A lot of money he had put in the bank. And he wrote a check of the total amount. And he says, when you bury me, please bury that check also. <laughs> is he going to encash there in the heaven? Sangachalina eka adela, one penny or one cannot, paisa you cannot take. That's why as the old age comes or death approaches, then suddenly that fear comes. All that what I did, all that I achieved, all that and then now what? Again here in this world we find as long as a person has got lot of wealth and all that, he has got many friends. That's why they say success is relative because when you have success you have many relatives. From where they will crop up you don't know. And when you have success you will have many false friends and few true enemies, real enemies. So when it is not there, also you are worried. When it is there, then also you are worried. Our life is going to be like this only. So please see the import of this question. It looks so very simple that when the person dies, does something remain there? We have already seen. As far as the physical body also dies, the body also remains in one form, the other, some matter. The ego, the what you call the jiva, that jiva also remains. But is there something even beyond that? That knowledge cannot be gained through our perceptions and intellections and rationalizations. And for that only Shruti Pramana is there which will have to be learned through a guru only. So when the Shruti and Guru, both of them there, to reveal this, then the person will know it. And as the question is, but why we have to know so much? Let it be there or not there. It is necessary. It is necessary because that is your truth. Suppose a man is walking on the road and his shadow falls on the road. And if you think that he is the shadow and one scooter runs over that shadow and he sits and cries. 
Is it not necessary for that man to know that he is not that shadow and he is the, the real person, something different from that? Because when he knows that, then there is no reason, cause for any grief. That's why I say, Tarati Shokam, Atmavit, the knower of this truth, Atman, goes beyond all grief. That's why he said, Etad Vidnana Adhinaha Hi Purushartha. Since our very achievement of goal of life depends upon this knowledge, therefore it must be gained. And this knowledge can be gained only through Guru who will reveal the truth through the Upanishad. Therefore, we have to study this. And that's why Nachiketa says, we cannot know by our means of knowledge. Therefore, etad vidya maham anushishtastvaya. Or therefore, I want to learn taught by you. Because you only can teach this. Ourselves, we cannot know this. This is a very, very uh, important shloka because this only sets the tone and this exactly is the subject matter now because the subject matter is called Atma Jnanam and the phala, the result is Purushata Prapti. We will see more about it later on. Now, let us see what Yamaraji says, yeah, earlier to uh, directly say Tathastu, Tathastu. But he suddenly hesitates here. Why? We'll see tomorrow. Thanks for tuning in to this episode by the Chinmaya Mission. If you like what you heard and would like to receive future episodes straight to your phone, please consider subscribing to the podcast. Or even better, leave us a rating and review to increase our visibility. We'd love to hear from you on what you'd like to hear next. If you're looking for exceptional and detailed content on the Bhagavad Gita and how Lord Krishna's advice to Arjuna is relevant to the hurdles you face today, or understanding your mind through meditation, or explanations of our scriptures in plain English, the Chinmaya Mission YouTube channel is the place to be. All links are in the description.